Welcome back to Work Woman. It is great to be with you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in far too long, so buckle up. Today's episode is going to be awesome. But before we get into the content, I would like to ask you for a favor. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to Work Woman so that you get episodes every single week automatically downloaded to your phone. If you're a true fan, send this link to a family member, uh, a friend, maybe a coworker, somebody who you think would find value from any of the content that's within Work Woman. I have this big push right now. It is like one of my top priorities in order to grow the audience. And I wanna be transparent about that with you guys. The audience of Work Woman needs to grow so that we can impact more people and help people run and operate their businesses better and also be better leaders and just totally kick ass in general. So if you know anybody who falls into those categories, just send them this content. Okay, let's dive in. For today's episode, we are going to get into the five ways to do more. The five ways to do more. I don't know about you, but I am constantly trying to figure out different hacks in order to fit more into a day. I sometimes get overwhelmed. Like there's there's two there's two sides. There's uh, so many things that I want to do in the future. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to have written a book and I want to be on a television show and I want to have developed this product line. Like there's so many things out here in like this future Natalie's world. And then when you go to the second side and it's like today, present time, I'm thinking with, okay, how can I squeeze more into May 4th in order to get stuff that just has to be done today not even really thinking on a day-to-day basis with what needs to really be done in the future or those those projects that I need to start, start chipping away at. And I know that there's just this constant flow of new ideas that if I'd only had the time, that's an excuse that comes, oh, maybe in the future or someday soon I'll prioritize this. Well, the truth is your priorities for today need to be handled and you need to figure those things out. But if you are not making a real plan to get the other pieces into your workflow, they're never gonna happen. And there is no time like the present in order to make those things happen. So I wanna go through my five ways to get more done. You never know, I might throw in a sixth as we're just whirling through these things. But um, the first way is to surround yourself with people who are doing more. Guys, this one hit me like a ton of bricks last week. When you start spending time, and I don't just mean time physically present, but time with the ideas and influence of people who seemingly are doing three times more in 24 hours than you are, it begs the question, why am I not doing more? And what are they doing that's allowing them to get more accomplished in a shorter period of time? So the more I surround myself with people who are just like, seem everywhere. Grant Cardone talks a lot about omnipresence and there really are people, including him, who seem like they are everywhere. They are generating ads that are following you around all through your emails from shopping sites. Then there are books and there's webinars and there's a new challenge and there's all of these things. Like how on earth is this person doing this? I had this like epiphany last week when I was spending time with people who have done 
who have done and are doing so much more than me that it is only in my ability to stay where I'm at. It's only in my mindset around that that's keeping me from doing what I'm doing. So I was already feeling this agitation and I think we'd have Brandon on the podcast here soon so that we can talk through what I really mean by this agitation because it's it's like legit I'm freaking irritated that I am not farther along. Like it's I'm not I'm not mad, but it kind of feels like I go to bed and I'm I'm not like, "Oh, wow, what a wonderful day to spend time with such inspiring people." I'm like, "God damn it, this is not where I want to be. I'm not where I want to be and I'm I'm uncomfortable and dissatisfied in those moments." And when I have those moments, normally I just like go back to work. I just like put energy and effort into the thing that I'm doing in order to make a little bit more progress. And for whatever reason, you know, I've been feeling that way. We had a big event over this weekend. And then I picked up the book, Think and Grow Rich. Let me say that one more time because I just totally slurred my words. I picked up this book, Think and Grow Rich for women. Now, you are just like me most of the time when there's something that is made just for women. I kind of roll my eyes because I don't see a distinction between a men's conference versus a women's conference. However, there are differences. There's no doubt that there are differences. And as I was reading Think and Grow Rich for Women, uh, Sharon Lecter actually shared this with me just yesterday. She handed me her book. She wrote Think and Grow Rich for Women. And she explained to me that Think and Grow Rich, originally when Napoleon Hill wrote it, he was writing in an environment where men were the only people that were in business. Women were not in business. And so the real life examples of women who are totally kicking ass in the workplace were not included and the female perspective was not included in the book. So that instantly sold me. And then I turned on the book this morning after you know, doing a workout and feeling like I was already in it and not really wanting to add an additional set of thoughts to my, uh, to my morning routine. But for whatever reason, I turned it on and all of a sudden there was just this light bulb that went off. And Sharon in the first chapter starts talking about the money intention that you have. And to the extent that you do not have a specific amount that is tied to a stated time in which you will have that much, you're not really serious about having more money. And there was a bunch of other things around that. I highly encourage you to read the book. I'm at the start of it, but it's already been like, impactful. It's, it's already going to be something that I refer back to often. Uh, but this idea of if I'm surrounding myself, Sharon doesn't have to be sitting next to me in order to tell me that. I'm surrounding myself with people who are doing more and who are thinking with, okay, if I need to put this number down and need to put the time in which I'm going to do it, I have to start being that person every single day. I have to show up at the office and when I'm in those moments where I don't feel like I'm being efficient or it's not the best use of my time, I need to be thinking with somebody who makes the type of money that I'm wanting to make and that prioritizes their time in alignment with where I'm going. And if you're not making that connection with how you're spending your time and where you want to go through surrounding yourself with people doing more than you, you're just gonna feel stuck in those two worlds of this is what I want in the future, but I'm just overworked with where I'm at today. And I'm so thankful that I had this experience of being around people who have created billions of dollars of revenue and net worth for themselves. And then listening to 
Sharon say, hey, wait a second, you need to put a number out there and you need to put a date out there and you need to act as if this is for you so that you can start making those decisions today because those decisions will not be made tomorrow and the day after and the day after if you're not really going to start thinking with it today. So tip number one, surround yourself with people who are doing more. It is a good sign if you are freaking irritated. It's a good sign. Take that as a good thing. Like live with it, sit with it until you work through what is the thing that you have to do next in order for you to, to, to get to that next level. All right, number two. When I'm in this place of saying, okay, I need to do more and I need to condense what I'm currently doing restructure it so that it can add something else. The first place that I go is to look at where I'm spending my time. So I literally pull up my calendar and depending on how much time uh, I'm looking for, what I'll do is I'll look at either the last week or I'll look at the week before or maybe a full month in the past. So I can see, okay, what meetings can I pull off that are recurring? What was a value to me? What really doesn't need my help anymore and that cycle is kind of finished and how can I tweak things so that that can run without me being as involved. And as you're scaling a business, uh, that's a really important skill set to learn and to nurture is how to exit out of the things that you've put on your plate so that you can put newer things that create value onto your plate. Uh, so when I look at those past days, I, I really do evaluate, did this work for me? Did something move forward with it? And am I needed in the future? So then, which is step number three, I look to the future. Okay, if I know what worked for me in the past, now I'm gonna say, okay, what's on my calendar right now? And how do I actually move things in alignment with this new initiative that I probably need to add in order to get to this next level? If you don't actually prioritize your time for the next day, you are winging it. You are not really serious about getting more done. Everybody says, oh, I wanna get more done, I wanna have more time, if only I had more time. Okay, great, create more time. You can create more time. The way that you do that is by looking at tomorrow's time, how you're going to be spending it, making hard decisions around where is the best use of your time, and making those small tweaks as you continue to get better at prioritization. Okay, number four. This one's a hard one because I'm just going through this process right now. I'm going to put this out there on the podcast. Within the next 30 days, I need to have a manuscript for my book completed. And the way that I even decided to write a book was in realizing that in my future state, Natalie has written a book. And she hasn't just written one book. She's written like multiple books. So... This so perfectly aligns with the 10x philosophy, and that is, in, for me to get off my ass and actually write one book, I actually had to make my target writing four books. So I am in process at the moment of writing four books, but I'm starting with one and chipping away at it and working with the publishing company and setting a target for what chapters need to be due by when, and this is going to set this whole new trajectory of ideas and things that I'm looking for and a new block of time that I need to figure out where the frick am I going to get this from? Where is this time going to come up with? So the fourth step really is you have to set a massive target. Like the target and the payoff for that target have to be so big that you are willing to rework things and move from being comfortable or just doing what you're doing today into this next state. I remember it was two years ago. 
I set this target of writing, this is gonna sound ridiculous, I'm sure it's probably still up on my blog, I set this target of writing, uh, a, no, like 5,000 words a day, 5,000 words a day, because in 10 years from that date, I wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author. In walks Grant Cardone and his philosophies, and what he essentially shares is two of his New York Times bestsellers he wrote within, one of them he wrote in like five hours, and then the other one was written in four months, had spelling errors, typos, wrong use of punctuation. There are all these things that were wrong with it. The, the point was for him to write a book and put it out there. The point was not to be the perfect author and to put all this time into practicing before you actually get there. Remove time from your planning equation. That is connected with setting these big targets because if the target is so big, you're forced to condense time. I don't have 10 freaking years and Natalie in today's state writing 5,000 words just to be able to be ready to write a book. I just need to write the freaking book. So I'm hopeful that as you're looking at, okay, I'm unhappy because I need more time, but I have this goal which gets me excited. How do I make the goal? Like think with this for just a minute. How do you make the goal that much bigger so that you are forced, you are pulled like instantly from studying, researching, thinking about it, debating into I'm reaching out, I'm making this happen, and I'm going to rework everything. So my fifth and final tip around this is in order to make this happen, there will be sacrifices. You will have to eliminate the distractions that are currently pulling you off target. So for me, what this looks like, in order to get this book done in the next 30 days, that means I have to write one chapter a day. In order for me to write one chapter a day, it's really not possible for me to not work in Cardone Ventures nine hours a day. But with those other hours that I have in the day, I could likely spend two to three hours at night in between dinner and driving home where I am just writing a book while I am still not sacrificing seven to eight hours of sleep a night. So like fully sleeping, getting a workout in, working, but then adding time for something that's important to me. Where that's actually gonna be painful is uh, dinners. We go to a lot of dinners. Brandon, we take clients with us to dinners. So I'm gonna have to have that conversation with Brandon. He's gonna be a fan of the long-term goal, but that's gonna irritate him in the short run when he wants to be able to enjoy a dinner with our clients and to host people. Um, that also looks like zero drinking. I'm not a big drinker to begin with, but I do enjoy like a, I've really, I've become a red wine snob very recently. Not a snob, but I just like red wine and I think I know what I'm talking about, but I really don't, so I'm just trying to pretend. Um, so there's will be no drinking for me between now and when I get this thing done. Uh, what other sacrifices do I have to make? There's probably four or five other things that are just not gonna be fun for me to do, but are gonna be required in order me, for me to really take a chunk of my time to push this forward. But see, when you condense time like this, I just have to sacrifice this for a month. And then in a little while longer, I have to do it again in order to write a longer book and then the next one and the next one. But the the massive target has really made me feel excited about that. I'm like, okay, great, I can have this conversation. And a month isn't that long to be sacrificed. The other piece of that is actually sitting down and writing. Like who, I don't know, I'm not somebody who really enjoys that. I get writer's block, but I get to work through it. So 
quite honestly, by the next time I record podcasts, my guess is that this book will be done and I will certainly be reporting back to you guys on that. And as promised, I told you that there would be a sixth tip and here it is. Commit first, figure the rest out later. I do not have all the details. I know very little about this next chapter no pun intended, maybe a little pun intended, about this next chapter uh, for what this is gonna look like, but I'm just committed. And what I'm excited to share is that I'm going to be putting testimonials of people who have had success stories using this exact content. So if you want to be part of the book, you should reach out to info, I-N-F-O, at cardoneventures.com. That's info at cardoneventures.com share your name and then a win that you've had with leading your team or growing and expanding your organization. Maybe it's even been in the interview process. And if you do this quickly, meaning like now, do it right now, turn the app off and do it right now. Uh, I'm gonna be taking these testimonials and incorporating them into every single chapter because I've only shared my experiences, but you guys get to then be participative in what this content has allowed for you to do through scaling and growing your businesses or your personal life or your relationships. So I would love to hear that and send it to info at cardoneventures.com. Just like I asked before, it would mean the world to me if you posted this on social, shared it with a friend. This audience is very, uh, what's the word for it? This audience, it's a silent audience. I don't see you, I don't get to talk to you. I love the interaction, so if you post it on stories, I would love to reshare it and know what part of the episode was your favorite. So until then, I hope you guys have an awesome day and don't forget to share the content. Okay, bye.